Welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm here with a special guest. This is a very January-specific guest. I'm here with Miss Elaine Campbell. Hello, Elaine. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for braving the... Uh, sorry, this will be aired in the future, but this was that week in Calgary that it was minus 30, so thanks for coming in. Well, and you are the owner, founder, head trainer at Joy Life Fitness. Yes, I am. That tell, is my business. Tell me a little bit about Joy Life. How long is it? How long have you been doing this? I haven't been doing this for very long. Um... I was trying to think about this last night. I think I've been in officially in business now for th- just a little over three years. Okay, so relatively new. But you've been yeah. into fitness for quite a bit longer than that yourself. Yeah, pretty much my whole life I've oh, been excellent. into fitness. You mentioned earlier you were, a, you were a competitive gymnast when you were younger. Yeah, so I started gymnastics at a very young age. My parents said, she has way too much energy. I couldn't Get her walk. in something focused. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't just walk in a straight line. I had to flip or cartwheel. So it was just a natural fit for me and... They put me in gymnastics, and so I was I was a competitive gymnast until, well, pretty much 13, 14 okay. is when I quit, when okay. the injuries and the, the financial stress, when it starts to get a little bit more, you know, Right, when, when, that, when parents make that decision of like, okay, we're going to the Olympics. Yeah, this is your career. Or we're kind of not. Yeah. yeah, or it's not. Yeah, I had, um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that, but it's a good, uh, Kyle Schufeld. I totally listened to that. That was a really interesting episode, just talking about his journey and how young he was and just that insane injury that he went through. Like, it's a pretty, his is a really compelling story. Oh, yeah. You know what? I related to him on so many levels, except that I wasn't a, an Olympic athlete. Okay, for, we'll give him yeah. that. We'll give him that. <laughs> but I, you know what? So many things that he said, I was like, oh, I, to- I totally get that. Even... How he was a perfectionist. I think that um, if you're a high-level athlete as a child, I think, you know, you tend to have that sort of personality and that drive that can push you into that space where you can become a little bit more of a perfectionist in life in general. And I for sure related to that. Did you, because he talked about it as, as, a, as a struggle or as like this relationship. I love how we had the like little perfectionist on one shoulder yeah. and it's almost like for those of us who grew up listen, watching the Flintstones, there was the good Fred Flintstone and the bad Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I'm yeah. dating myself. But the way he explained that, I thought that was really like, I, I don't think you have to be an athlete to, to understand the concept of I'm never perfect enough. Yeah. And that's a real, that's an interesting one. And do you find, and obviously you, you're, you're a mom as well. Yes. How many children do you have? I have three I have, uh, my oldest is 13. Okay. So Ooh, I have a teenager. Teens, teens. How's that? Oh, it's... You're too young to have a teenager. I'm not, oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not about. as young as you think. That's the fitness lifestyle. It's <laughs> keeping you looking good. <laughs> no, I, my 13 is, um, it's fun. It's challenge. Wow. I need some help. All my friends who have teenagers, <laughs> I'm like, you need to help me because they're... The teenager they're, support group is oh, a real yeah. thing. It is a real thing. I'm, he's an amazing kid though. So I'm really happy about that, but... It is, um, I, I've been told on several occasions, I'm just not a cool mom. I am, you know, annoying, you know, you know, they know of, more than of us co- now. Of course. My parents got yeah. a lot smarter as I got older, but that's yeah. how I went. So and you then, got a lot of years before you get to be smart again, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just Quite starting. You only have one 13 and the others are younger. Yeah. 11. And then my daughter is seven. Interesting. So, so as a mom, so you were in fitness, you kind of moved out of competitive did you ever have a time where you moved away from it sometimes when people go out of uh, like the environment where I it's set I have a coaching session I have to be here and it's very regimented and almost kind of almost imposed and you sign up for it when you left that did you just stay really active I know you're 13 14 so I'm going way back here yeah you know what when I left um part of the reason why I left is because I developed a a can I thought it was an injury at first in my knees I've super bad knees 
but as I grew up, uh, every other month, I had this condition where my knee, either one, I've had it in both, uh, swell up to like the size of a football. Ooh. It's a really interesting thing. And then I would have to go... Interesting is a very kind way to put it. Interesting and it will be just because they could never figure out what it was. Oh, I see. Okay. So you had that frustration of something's wrong, but we don't know what. Exactly. Um, but every you know few months, if I would do anything, my knee would swell up so big. And then I would have to get the doctor to drain my knee off. I've probably had my knee drained or my knee strained it at least 40 times in my life. And it got so bad, I, you know, I could walk into a walk-in clinic and if I need my knee drained that day. Um, and the doctor, you know, has never done it. I'm like, it's okay. It's all good. I can tell you exactly how to do this. You're, you can do a good job. Just, you know, stick the needle here and... I've talked doctors through it before. <laughs> that's really, that's but that never stops you from being active. No. So that lasted. <laughs> no, it, I'd go right back at it. No. Um, it was pretty bad in my growing years, like between 14 Because your body's and, going through so much and yeah. you know, interesting. And uh, uh, 20 something. And then, you know, I, it was dormant for a while. I have had problems with my knees a bit more lately. And so I. Okay. Like, you I have you to didn't keep... quote unquote grow out of it. No, I still have it. Okay. It'll show, it's, it rears its ugly head every once in a while, and it's, it's really hard. Does it still swell up to the size of a football? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's so, it, it's one of those things, though, that when it happens, um, it, I almost get depressed at this point because I'm like, oh, this shouldn't happen anymore, you know, and it yes. takes me out completely out for a few months, but. A few months. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super real. Yeah, six. Well, this isn't, six, a, this isn't a couple days in your back. Six to eight weeks. No, last time I was able to still train people through it, I just couldn't do anything myself mm-hmm. with my knee. So, so. Ath- an athlete with some with some challenges doesn't sound like it really held you back at all. There's probably no. some real depression and some real down. Like I know when I have an injury and I can't do the things I want to do, I'm not. It's not a happy version of myself. <laughs> no. That's, really those are hard. challenging to get through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you always, so you stuck with it, mom, did you ever, did sports or activities, did fitness, did it ever not, was it ever not part of your life or have you just really been, it's always been there for you? No, for me, it's always been there. And I think, um, growing up, I had a really awesome loving family, but you know, it was also, uh, there was a lot of tension in my home. Okay. So I was at the gym a lot and it became... Like my home away from home. It became like the place where I I sort of find myself. And so even, you know, the years that I wasn't in gymnastics anymore, going through high school, and then, you know, after I would make myself go for a run or I would go to the gym or I would do something just because that's what has always centered me. And it's always made me feel like, I guess a little bit more in control of my life. I was going to ask if it was a control factor. That's interesting. Yeah, but not in an unhealthy way. Like okay. in a in a very like coping. It's interesting you say that way. unhealthy because I've seen. I grew up. I had some friends, very close friends of mine, a couple of girls that I grew up with, where they turned to the gym, but also there was anorexia, bulimia, mm-hmm. and it was a family environment that was very tense and really controlling mom and a lot of things. And I don't want to speak too much about this topic because it's an it's a scary one, but it was a sense of control ultimately, and they channeled it through fitness, but also food. But it became very unhealthy. Yeah, I think that that's um, always a temptation in this industry or in some, you know, going to the gym, and it's for sure there. I don't, I had never battled an eating disorder, but I mean, growing up through uh, that, I for sure have battled the, 
the control, like, is this an obsession? Is this just, right. you know, but, but for me, I think that I've, I always bring myself back to, um, this is healthy for me. It's healthy for my mind. And, and I still keep, uh, the balance of my life front and center because I think that it could be a slippery slope for a lot of people. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's yeah. interesting though, just even being able to talk about it. Like I do believe awareness is the first step for a lot of things Yeah. because it's such an easy one to, you know, eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, those things. Society doesn't look positively on those. No. But but society looks really well. Oh, you went to the gym again? Good for you. Yeah. Like it's very interesting. You didn't tell me that you didn't eat and then went to the gym for four hours. I'm like, oh, that sounds a bit different. Now I'm a bit like, that sounds a bit obsessive. That sounds like there could be doing, you could be doing yourself more harm than good. But I know it's a very, our society puts it in a, in a very different category. Mm. Oh, to- yeah. Which is the why in some ways I feel like I tread a little bit with some people that I train. Interesting. And, it, and it's also why I don't, um, I don't put people on the scale. And I know some, some trainers disagree with that. That's fine. I don't... Um, do a ton of measuring unless they really ask me to and require. I don't measure. Um, if anything, I just say, if you want, you can take your progress photos on your own. You can show them to me if you want. Okay, I appreciate it. You create or, this in our environment. This is, We don't focus on that. We focus yeah. on this. Yeah, because for me, I just feel like fitness shouldn't be – like it, it could be measurable. Some people want those tangible goals, and that's fine. But I think it shouldn't just be about the outside of a person. It should be about the entire person, like your, your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical being. And yeah, so I, I don't know, that's a fine line that I tread and I I still kind of struggle sometimes when people are like, I want you to measure me. I want you to weigh me. And I'm like, Oh, I don't love that, but I can tell you, you know, where you can go to get, you know, you're, um, you can if, go if get a bod pod. You. Yeah. You yeah. can get all that stuff if you want. Yeah. There's lots of resources out there. I do appreciate though, as someone who does marketing for a living, uh, showing what, cause your brand is more your culture and your beliefs. So mm-hmm. hearing that and understanding that that's not what we're really about. Even when I used to run the fitness center, it was always about body composition. We never, scale weight was never the only measurement. Yeah. So we did measurements, but it was about the full story yes. and teaching them very quick. And I used to have these props where like, here's what a pound of muscle looks like. And it's quite small. Here's the amount of space a pound of fat takes up. What do you want? So it's not about pounds. It's the type. Of, we, so we did that a lot. But some people, they just wanted to see the number go down. Oh, yeah. But then other people like, I couldn't do push-ups off my toes. Now I can do five. Like to me, those are the, that's where empowerment really comes from in my mind. So I think you and I share a very similar philosophy around that. Oh, absolutely. And most of my clients, not all of them, but most are, are female. And so educating them about that is, is like something that I hammer hard because um they'll start working out and they'll start gaining some muscle and and eventually they'll start losing some weight of course yes but at first they're gonna probably go up on on the scale it's and amazing they get how quick the body responds to resistance training yeah like it's almost you know, oh it's immediate yeah it's like i was i read this years ago they're like when you do cardio you leave you kind of feel like i did cardio but when you do weights you leave like i i feel it and because yeah. the, the Body fat isn't innervated by the nervous system, so you don't feel yourself losing fat. But when you activate your muscles, especially deep activation that you haven't felt before, that's a very tangible, like you will feel that when you leave. And it's, I don't know, it's an amazing feeling. I love it. Oh, I'm, yeah, me I've too. been addicted to it for 30 years. Yeah. And really, that's the way you're going to look different, too. Absolutely. Cardio doesn't really change the way you look, weightlifting will change the way you look. That's a really good way to put it. Absolutely. It's not that it's not healthy, but if you're going for change or I always joke, it's, it's not about the scale. It's about how that dress feels or how those pants fit or whatever it is. And you're right. Weight training, 
do you still deal with the, uh, oh, I don't want to weight train. I'm going to get super big. I'm going to get super huge. I'm going to be jacked. I'm like, well. (laughs) Absolutely. I've had people come say, this is what I want. I want to lose the extra five pounds. I want to do this. Like, but I hate working out. I don't want to lift weights. I'm like, well, you're already quite lean. (laughs) What you are asking me is you just want to change your body composition. And that's the only way to do that is to lift some weight, really. So. And so do you, do they sign up or does, is it okay sometimes if they don't? Cause I yeah, guess it's not, okay if they don't. Yeah. Not everyone's the, not, not everyone's everyone the ideal it. client, right? No. And, and it's funny. My husband said to me once, he's like, you do know that not everyone likes to work out. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> who are these, not? who are these crazy people? <laughs> but arguably I don't like to work out, but have you done it in a positive environment? Let's, and so, let's, there's people out there. Not all trainers are created equal. I'm going to say yep. that boldly. And some trainers really mistake fitness for a beating. Mm-hmm. And they just beat people up. And like, yeah. oh, I had a trainer. It was the worst experience ever. I'm like, well, okay. doesn't mean all fitness is bad. But there's been there's, there's some trainers out there that, I'll, I'll be blunt, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> and they do more harm than good, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like cringe I, at the gym sometimes. I'm like, and sometimes I'm even I'm like, are you paying this person? They're not even paying attention to you. It makes me so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. You know, the workouts we do are quite challenging. But I also give them modifications. And I watch. Like, if, if I know that that is going to be way too hard for you, I can't let them do that you're going to hurt yourself. And some of the things we do are more like stuff that a physiotherapist would mm-hmm. would get you to do because you just have to balance your body you out. Build and, the, you have to build the foundation. It's yeah. so easy to go in. And I think this is maybe guilty for guys. They go do the vanity exercise. I'm yeah. going to do bench press and bicep <laughs> curls. I'll probably skip leg day. You know, yeah. friends don't let friends. I heard someone the other day, he's like a big bodybuilder guy. And this my buddy is like, hey, you got a permit to ride that chicken? Like he got these <laughs> tiny little legs. He's just huge jacked up guy. This is not health and fitness here. This is just narcissism gone awry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny. The funny things you see is spend a lot of time in gyms. So when did you decide to make the transition because being into fitness is one thing mm-hmm. being a personal trainer is another thing yeah so where, where were you at in your life what was the journey when that decided to uh, to take hold so I've always always wanted to coach oh very cool yeah and after I left gymnastics I thought my natural path would be I'm gonna go back and coach gymnastics um, it just you know life happens I you know you get into working so much I've had so many different kinds of jobs um, you know, and then I got married and had kids, and it was always a dream that I've had. And I, and I guess I just was like, well, I don't know if I can do it. You you, you know, doubt yourself. Of course, because we're all human. Yeah. Um, and training and, is a little bit putting yourself out there. Oh, it's and, and these people are putting totally their trust putting in your hands. Up. It's a really weird if you haven't like done anything yeah. like that. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, we talk part fitness, part counselor, part psychologist. Yeah, and you have to be pretty vulnerable, you know, and you have to be really able to connect with people. And I, I don't know. I just decided one day that um, I I don't know how do I explain this. I think that I had just hit this po- point in my life where I was like, I'm. I'm happy. I love, you know, being a mom and doing what I do, but I'm not fulfilling what I know my, my, I'm not fulfilling my dreams. I'm not living up to my full potential. I need to do something that is, I'm passionate about. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to do it. And whether or not I train even one person, I'm okay with that. And so that's kind of how I started. When was that? How many years ago? Uh, that was... How old am I? That was about six years ago. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. We don't need to get. I never ask age on the show. Never. Oh. Specific. <laughs> I don't care. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't care either. But some people do. You do. Oh, how old are you? They look at you. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is that a weird question? I didn't even yeah. think that was weird. What's the matter? Yeah. Uh, I also think with your fit, you can be an age, but also feel a totally different age. But that's a whole. That's a whole other oh, topic. I know. The psychology I never feel of, my age, of yeah. chronological versus no, no. I feel great. Like I judge it more of where my fitness is at. That's where I judge. So I'm like sometimes I go, okay. I'm like I just turned 46 this year. I'm like, oh, that seems okay. I'm 46. All of a sudden, it got real for a minute because I can see 50, and that's a weird concept. Yeah. Because I remember when my dad was 40 and he seemed old. What's does that mean? But then I look at my fitness and my activities. I'm like, nah, it's still good. I'm, I'm making good choices. I'm just going to forget about this whole thing. It was like a momentary flash, but I thought about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm 26, nice. but I'm turning 40 this year. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. 40. That's a, yeah, that's another real, it, that can be a real number for some people. That or is a real it's number. It's also just a number. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. do not look 40. I'm really, well, I'm blunt, throwing <laughs> the praise your way today. I do believe though, living, a, living, well, one, doing something you love and doing mm-hmm. something you're passionate about. I watch your, I follow you on social media and you seem like you just have a great time with you. And I'm going to say your ladies, cause that's typically what I see. Yeah. You did tell me you just started uh, working with men. Yes. But you did and say that it's a little bit different. It is a little bit different. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. You're not going to like what we talk about. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Okay, so my men's group, and I didn't purposely separate the men from the women. I'm not that kind of person. I think men and women can train exactly the same, almost exactly the same. Still as individuals. Yeah, um, but it just it's just the way it happened. So we started a men's group. Last night was our first class, and I've trained men before. But I, I was just telling Tyler that the difference is, is that the women, they just come in and they, they get it done. Like, and they do, you know, they give me a hard time sometimes. They'll get a, you know, they'll swear at me sometimes, but. Well, that's, if you're not really training someone, if they don't hate you for just a little moment, that's my philosophy. Yeah, I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. But then, you know, they just get it done. They, they hardly complain. Um, Men, they, I don't know. They just like to complain a little bit more. And, you know, a little bit more dramatic, just in the gym. Yeah, that's not being a little more theatrical. Yeah. Well, that's your experience. I'd that's say. my experience. It's an observation. Not all men, yes, you know. But the ones that you've been working with, I appreciate it. Yeah, some that I... I don't mind with. digging on guys a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> They're awesome, though. I love it. Listen, you guys, buck it up. You're making a... Anyway, so... Yeah, it, it's it's it, it's an interesting experience to have. It's a little bit. It's, it's a little mini social experiment you're doing with people oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and when you push people outside their comfort zones, you get to see interesting things show up. Oh they're, yeah, every, everyone's real... all tough until they start get getting a bit tired, and then it starts to show up. Yeah, they're angry for you for a little bit, and then you think, oh no, they're never coming back, and they'll say, that was awesome, thank you. <laughs> I hate you. When can I? I'll see you Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that's, that's awesome. So you, you six years, and what did you got? Did you do online certifications? Did you go take yeah, a program? Yeah, I just did was, because I'm home with my kids. Yep. Um, I did the online certification. You technically have a full-time job. Three yeah. kids is a full-time job. I can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. But I like to like, you know, do, um, courses here and there to okay. sort of bolster up. So every year I try and pick a different course and add it to my regime. But yeah, I just hit this point in my life where I'm like, you know, what? I love being a mom. I love, I worked also in my, in our my husband and I have a business and mm-hmm. worked in that for, I still sort of work in that a bit, but I was like, you know, I just, there's something more in my life. And well, I appreciate something for yourself that you're, that was important to you. Yeah. And I, and I also went into counseling around that time and, and really oh, just nice. dug deep and so you dug in, yeah. dug in and worked on a health and fitness just isn't about lifting weights. Like let's no. be clear. No. <laughs> there's a whole thing inside that there's no amount of uh, barbell curls are going to fix that. If yeah. you don't, if you're not willing to peel back the layers, good for exactly. you. Exactly. Good for exactly. you. Yeah. So went in, into counseling and, you know, got a lot of things worked out in my own life. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, 
I'm going to just try and be brave. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do this. And it's funny because um, every single step of my business and, and what I've done has always been meeting a need. And so my first, my very first client, she knew that I was getting certified and she just kind of said, well, when you're ready, let me know. And I would never really let her know. I was like, and finally one day she called and she's like, you're going to train me and we're going to start next I week. I wondered when I figured yeah. this vocal was coming. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Sometimes um, you just got to dive off the diving board. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with my classes. I mean, ask me six years ago if I would get up in front of a group of ladies and lead them. Oh, I would have died. I was like, That's no That's so interesting because to see it from the outside, it just seems so natural for you. Do you know what switched for me was um, before one of my classes one day, I sat there and I was like, why am I so anxious? And then I had the thought, you know what? They're not coming for me. They're coming for them. They're mm-hmm. way more concerned about the way they look and feel. This is 100% about them. And so when I took the attention off of how I was feeling in that moment, and I was like, I'm here uh, for them, and we're going to get them to their goals. Making and them the hero versus you the focus. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good for you. That's so, a powerful. It's amazing. Like It sounds so, like when you say it now, you're like, oh, well, obviously. But the moments <laughs> that those things happen, like they shift completely how you engage in the moment. Well, it's the same That's with really cool. my business. Like when... You know, my my business, my goal is to be like the Ritz Carlton of trainers, oh. which means well, I, like I am that. going to be a, like a lady serving ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know the slogan of the Ritz Carlton. Not off the hand. Yes, the whole. Yes. Yeah. I can't recite Gentlemen serving gentlemen. Yes. So that's, which is a little bit limited these days, but yes. I, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I'm like, I'm my my job is good for you. not about me. It's uh, it's all about my clients and, a and serving serve, A lady serving ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that's where the joy comes in. Because whenever you do anything out of serving other people and get outside of your own world and out of your own self and your own problems, you know what? That's where... That's where you find like your real happiness right there. It's so interesting. Some of the, like, I, I love what I do now because we get to service businesses that way. But some of my best memories were some of those first clients that I had. Yeah. And you talked about weight loss and we talked about it earlier. Like, these are people that lost 100 pounds plus. You can't help but measure it because it's just such an astronomical number. Yeah. But it was so rewarding. Like when I got into fitness, it was very almost selfish. I wanted to learn it. I was really passionate about it. I do, believe, I do joke it's the most selfish career because yeah. everything you learn, you can use on yourself. Exactly. And if you're a fitness nut, then it's perfect. But then when I started working with people and seeing the impact I was having on them, that was so rewarding. It was one of those times in my life that I remember so fondly, but it's this, in, those individual, it was all about them, but then mm-hmm. I felt like a million bucks. Like it was such an interesting give and take. Like you got so much more out of it the more you put into it. But until oh, you experience true. that, it just sounds like a theory. Oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Give back and all that. But man, when it happens, it's, it's emotional experience. Well, and you can change people's lives literally. Like I don't know if I have, I have way more clients, probably 80, 80% of my clients have a legitimate physical thing going on in their body. Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of people will come in and say, well, I, I just can't, I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I, okay, that's okay. We, we won't, you know, do that right now, but we build on that and eventually we can change that story in their head and they realize that they're way stronger than they thought. Like I've had people come, um, this one lady, she was regularly coming to my classes while she was going through chemotherapy. Yeah. I've had, um, a lady, double lung transplant. I've had heart conditions. It's crazy. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, 
should you be in this class? And yet, you know, you show right. up and you're so strong and you're really pushing through and, and they change their lives. I mean, from, you know, broken shoulders and now they can, you know, their mobility is different. Like so many things we can do. That's so powerful. So as a trainer, as you went on your journey, there's a lot of specialization you just talked about. Because when you yeah. start dealing with a healthy person has enough challenges yeah. in fitness sometimes. <clears throat> I say quote unquote healthy. Someone with an injury. So have you, did you pursue a lot of more, because uh, that's a deep understanding of anatomy. That's a yeah. very, like you mentioned earlier, some of your exercises are almost more physio based than anything else. Yeah. feels like based on your clientele, you've had to be very, one, creative, but also very open to like, okay, I've got all these exercises set out, but for you, we're going to do this because this is your special, this is your specific need. Yeah. Because you do small group as well, right? Yeah, I do pretty much all small group. Okay. Um, I I have been forced down that path because of the clients that I have. Interesting. And I um, I feel like that's a huge responsibility. So I do consult uh, two specific physiotherapists. Okay. I will ask them, you know, for uh, you know different forms from their doctor if I need that as well. And so I really want to work closely with their. They're med- the medical professionals who really um, can diagnose. Well, as a and trainer, then, you need to surround yourself with that team. Like, and you need yes. to be integrated with their health journey as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. So what's, is there anyone that stands out? As the lady that you started with six years ago, are you still, is she still working out with you? She comes every once in a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's, you know, she's an amazing lady. She uh, is um, the mama coach in Calgary. Okay. Her name is Carrie Bruno, and I will say that she is such a champion for business and for other women, and she's a dear, dear friend of mine, and yeah, she comes So in. she wasn't only your first client. She was like the, the perfect she person to be. Yes. She still pushes like, me, yeah. That's right. Well, you need that in your life. Like We all have it. We do it for people, but to have it doing it, and I think it's so... I think it's the old way to think that we're supposed to have all the answers ourselves. Yeah, we can't. That not going for help or that I'll figure it out and, you know, just buck up and deal with it. No, there's such a great network out there of people that can support you to sometimes get, get outside of your own shit. <laughs> just well, to be blunt. Yeah. We need a community. No one is allowed, you know, no one can do things on their own. And um, the, the small group environment creates a very interesting dynamic socially of the accountability. And if someone doesn't show up, you're now not showing up for not yourself anymore. And for yeah. a lot of people, having it outside is very powerful. Yeah. And what is it? And this is, I'm going into territory I should be very careful going to. I've met a lot of moms that they put themselves second. Yes. And third and fourth and fifth. Yeah. They don't put themselves first. Mm-hmm. Where in that group, it's about them. Like, it's about them and the group they're with. So that's an interesting dynamic that you've created for them where yeah. even by, by, they have to, They can put themselves second by not showing up, but yet when they get there, it's still for them. Yeah. I think that's a powerful transition. I'm assuming for moms, you have, that's something you deal with or maybe you dealt with even on your own. Yeah. All the time. And I actually, I feel like a bit of a preacher sometimes with my ladies because I'm always saying you can't pour out on an empty cup. Like you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And that's not, you know. to save the one you love. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the world we live in, it's so much about self-care and, you know, it can become a little bit narcissistic, but, um, on the flip side, like, you know, stay at home moms or not even stay at home moms, moms who work. I have a lot of women who, um, have some pretty serious jobs and they, you know what, they need it just as much as anyone else because they will go to work and then they come home and they work and it's all, it's never about them. And so this is something that they can do to get themselves healthy and strong. And I don't know, you can, you know, stand up in the world a little bit stronger. 
knowing that you've taken care of yourself first. Well, I think being fit and healthy physically, Mm -hmm. as well as mentally, it just sets you up to be more successful in almost anything you do. Yeah, it it affects everything. In a world that's demanding never less of us. (laughs) More, 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 and more. And I'm imagining uh, also, you can do that from a real strong place of credibility. You're a mom of three. Yeah. You're not the like I'm, you know, I'm 25. I have no responsibilities. I'm a fitness <laughs> no. trainer, and but I'm preaching to you about self care. You're like, listen, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> Do your uh, are your kids a big into? I think you got hockey kids. You got dance. So obviously, yeah. as as a fitness mom, I'm assuming your your family is into. Do you keep Jeff on track? Does he work out enough? You know, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, we're calling you out a little bit here. <laughs> I, you know, I've learned to back off from like. You know, pushing him into the gym, and so I've like, you know what? He that's can just do a good rule for own. life for spouses in general. I've learned that's probably not the best route to take. But you know, he <laughs> he's one of those guys. Who, as soon as he commits himself to the gym, like he's he can be crazy fit, but uh, he's also super busy. So sometimes that doesn't happen. But my kids, um, my oldest son played hockey up until last year. Uh, and he, you know, he doesn't really love sports and it breaks my heart. Mm. So we're really trying to find a path for him right now. Um, my second son, Lincoln is elite. He thinks he's going to the NHL and actually he may, he He may make it. Who knows? He has the drive. So he's a really good hockey player. And then my daughter dances and. It's interesting as a mom who's like, it's such a huge part of your life. And to have one of your children, it's just, they're not the whole nature versus nurture. They're just not into it. I know. Even you can't will them into it either. I'm like, I don't understand. How, how do you like this? But where did you not get this gene? But that's the whole, there are unique little individuals. And I have a lot of friends, their parents clearly. And they're like, uh, the whole nature versus nurture thing. Like they still come a little bit pre-programmed. Like they are, they are are pre-programmed. Yes. You can influence and create a positive environment, but they are who they are. They are. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, he's like a little 80-year-old man in a 13-year-old body. <laughs> Super funny. I mean, every time I see you post pictures of him now, I'm going to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. So let's talk about fitness for a second. It's, it's New Year's. Hmm. It's, or it's, it's January. The gym is packed. All of us regulars are rolling our eyes. Like, we know you're going to be here, not here yeah. in six weeks, which is so negative. Everyone should have a chance to try it. What do you, like, what's on your mind? Like, what are fads? What are things that should just go away? Like, because you've been in fitness for a long time. Mm-hmm. Any of us who have have seen everything from body for life to fat makes you fat to carbs of the devil to keto's the answer to now carnivore diets. And yeah. I should ask before I get into it, how much do you focus on the nutrition side? I actually have done two nutrition courses. Okay, awesome. You I can't really it's... do one without the other because the no. results are a fraction. Yeah, it's super important, but I don't um, stand on one certain type of diet. Okay. Because I, you know what? Everybody is different. Yes. And everyone has Everybody wants it to be the magic answer, but you've got to explore a little bit where your own body's at. That's harder. What's maintainable and what gets you results, that's what's best for your body. And, and really like, I don't, let me, let me rephrase that. If you think the cookie diet works for you and I, I don't really stand behind that. <laughs> okay. So you have some reason. You. you do have, yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, we push the parameters. There's a line. There. There's a line. Yes. Cause there's so much, I, I know fitness can be extreme, but I think the world of diet or just nutrition, we would even, I would be mm-hmm. careful with the word diet, nutrition intake and all the different options. I do believe there's some extremes out there and I don't, I believe some of them are like, they, they can be counterintuitive. I think they're risky over the long term, but it's hard. Oh, yeah. I get to be careful because everyone's getting results. And sometimes you just try something new, you get results because your body gives them something new. It doesn't mean it's good for the long term. Yeah, exactly. And what is your body getting on a nutrient level? That's really important. I think that falls away a lot of times when you get in some of these fats. Yeah. And you can be really thin and feel like a million bucks, but the most unhealthy person on the inside, 
And so it's like, that's hard though, because our society praises the outside more than the inside. That's a tough one. I know. So feeding your body healthy things and feeling good from the inside out is really what I try and focus on. Like you really have to tune into what works specifically for your body. And then, you know, I can help people figure that out. Okay, that's you, you can't do. I, I I always joked I was a way better trainer because I got people on good eating plans. Yeah, made me look like a rock star trainer because they just exponentially get better results. Yeah, well, it's eighty percent of the battle. I would, yes, I would have said that's yeah. exactly the number. It's eighty. It's eighty. It's eighty twenty. So let's start back on the. It's it's New Year's. I'm listening to this podcast because I'm excited about getting into it. Any advice for somebody who's like this is fairly new to them because that can be a, that can be a tough mm-hmm. time to get into it. I would say find something that you really love and you don't. I, I know that not everyone loves fitness, but find... <laughs> you say you know that what? with such hesitation. <laughs> I say that I don't get it, but find something <laughs> that you really love. Like if if a Zumba class floats your boat, come on, go to Zumba. If you like are a swimmer, um, go, you know, just start somewhere and don't expect to be super good. A lot of people are like, I, can't, I would like to join your class, but I'm just not in shape. Yes. I'm like... That's why you join my class. Like you do I'll join the gym once be... I get in shape. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't yeah. work though. I've heard that so many times. Like, once just... I get better, then I'll then I'll come in. I'm like, don't do the if this then that. Just yeah. start. There's no perfect time for anything in life. There's no perfect time. Like just, you know what? Start today. And if you have a bad day, don't fall off for a week. Just, you know what? Have a bad day. Acknowledge, you know what? Today was a bad day. I'm going to start again tomorrow. And I think, you know what? I'm a goal setter. I love um like New Year's or September, like those times of years where you can kind of set your goals and start. However, the danger in that is that you start with a lot of momentum, but momentum's not going to keep you going. What keeps you going is like changing a little habit one at a time. And if you look at it as I have to do this because I don't like something about myself, you're never going to keep it going. Uh, it's kind of the away from towards. If you're moving away from that, you're not moving towards being healthier or towards having yeah. more energy. And that's an interesting exactly. way to put it. I agree with you. So if you look at it like, you know what? I'm going to do this and give myself this gift. I'm going to change this habit because I love myself and I love how it makes me feel. And you know what? I'm just going to honor myself. Keep those promises to myself. That'll take you further than, you know, the, the momentum that has, you know, started you in the first place. January is great. Momentum does but, peter out. It yeah, does. but it's not going to keep you there. You have to like, you have to like do the little changes that add up over time. It's like the inch by inch, you know, yes. you don't notice yes. little inches, but all those inches add up. So. No, they absolutely do. But we want this. We're an instant gratification society. Yeah. Like we're prone. We're programmed by this. Feel happy. You know, go here. You'll, you'll be, that's, that's, you know, once I have this, then my life will be amazing. Yeah. Where with fitness, you definitely have to put in the time. There is no real quick fix. Yeah. And I feel like such a Debbie Downer when I say that to people because they think like, okay, so give me, give me the Cole's notes. Like, what do you, what do I have to do? And I'm like, you honestly, you have to stick with it. You have to put in the That's time. That's such a not a sexy answer, though. No, it's not. <laughs> Come on, where's the magic? Okay, okay, what like, do you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now everyone's gone. What do you? What do I really need to? Do? What do you? <laughs> let me tell you. You have to show up every oh, day. I have to get a good night's sleep. I have to drink water, and I have to make healthy food. Yeah. This, is, this is bullshit. And you have to learn to like it. Yes, <laughs> a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I like joke. Like I, there's there's been lots of times I didn't want to go. I've got past that point where now I want to go and I look forward to. It, but there's been mm-hmm. lots of times like I don't really want to go to the gym or yoga was that for me where I knew it was good for me but I didn't love it. Oh yeah. And I'm like you know what, 
And now I go and it's, it's, I've started, it's funny, I went a lot of years where I didn't love it, but I never finished the class and regretted doing it ever. Yeah, exactly. Always felt better. I always feel I'm adding time on the end. You know, exactly. I'm like, oh, yoga class, that's, I had to go over here. So when, I know you said you don't focus a lot on measurements or, you know, it's not that it's wrong, but it's not your main pivot. Yeah. So if I'm setting goals for my six or eight weeks or I'm like just getting into it, what kind of goals would you recommend for somebody? Because so many time it's about weight loss. Like that's the number. Yeah. I want to lose 10 pounds. And if I've only lost two, I'm furious. And, but you're, you're putting all the focus on sometimes the wrong target. Yeah. You know, um, it depends on like, it, do you want your goals? If you want your goals to show up on the outside, that's fine. We can, um, you know, like make dietary goals, like just, you know, for, th- for two months, I'm not going to have wine during the week. And okay, some just people on the think weekend, that's crazy. You? Oh, okay, I know, okay. I know. No, I'm not saying cut it up. Come on, I'm not <laughs> that crazy. But you know, like li- maybe I shouldn't have used wine. But little, little changes, it. little but goals that way. You little... stop drinking wine every day, you'll lose five pounds, like almost it's just instantaneously. True. It's I honestly know. the. You might be upset to hear it, but it yeah. is. It is a fact. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's the craziest difference. But setting those little goals like that for now, I I do believe that you need to make measurable, tangible, small goals, and then you need to make bigger goals. So my big bigger goal is I want, you know, to be, to fit into my skinny jeans and make them feel like, you know, or go down a jean size. I love so how clothes fit because that is not about scale weight. It's no, about it's your about, body composition. Exactly. Yes. So if I want to, you know, fit into a size four, I'll just put that out there. And right now you're a size six. Okay. So th- your little goals will be the small changes that you make. You show up to your workouts, you, you know, you, start eating a little bit of a calorie deficit, but in a healthy way. Um, You know what? You just make those everyday goals that add up, and then your ultimate goal will be, you know, fitting into your size four jeans. So, I mean, there are people that want to step on a scale, and that's totally fine, but... I love what you said, inside versus outside goals. Yeah. Like, there's the, you know, I joke sometimes, oh, I'm a cosmetic athlete. I'm just trying to look good. Yeah. But inside, it's how you feel. And I don't want to sound like old guy, but when you get a little bit older, that's so much. You get it. You're like, okay, yeah. I can look a certain way, but I feel great. I can do, I can do the things that I want to do. And that's, to me, where, it, where it's at. Once that starts getting, I have a few buddies that, oh, like they're early 40s. And they're like, well, I can't go snowboarding because my back hurts. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Like you're too young, like to have old man problems. Like what's happening here? I know you can have a bad back, but this is because of neglect, not because of an injury. And you start to see it around you start to happen as we all get a little bit older. Yeah. It like time does kind of tell a lot of tales. (laughs) No, it does. But life doesn't have to stop. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I do believe it's a choice. It is a choice. The second I don't think I have a choice, that's when I get upset. (laughs) Yeah. It's a choice. And it's what you do to sort of prevent that as well. Yes. You know, you got to put your take, time in and... Don't be a victim in your yeah, life and actually... Yeah. Exactly. So when people first join your class, do you work with them on an individual? Because you're working in small yeah. groups, but you say, all right, let's deal with your goals. We're going to work out together, mm-hmm. but your goals are important to you and they might be different than the person beside you. Yeah. And do they you share? Know, do, you, do they share the goals with everyone in the group? Um, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Back to what, that kind of peer accountability? Yeah. I, I, I leave that up to them. What we did this okay. year is um, when everyone started in September, I handed out cards and they wrote their goals on the card for this year. And I said, you know, seal the envelope if oh, you nice. want to keep it private. Like the letter to yourself in the future. Exactly. Or if you want me to read it so that I can keep you on task, leave the envelope open and I'll read it later. And so that's been pretty powerful. I like your tag. That's a fun tactic. Yeah. Some people come back and they're like, that was pretty tough. Like I just, you know, I dug really deep and I left my envelope open. You can check it out. And there's some 
really amazing goals in there. And I love that because it connects us. And uh, if they want to share it with everyone else, they can. If if they want to keep it private, they can. But I work definitely um, in this, within the small group. I have my eye on everyone. And I pretty much know everyone's weakness and strengths. And mm-hmm. We get to know it's a very human experience being a trainer. Oh, yeah. It's not a, like exercise is what, the small portion of it. Yeah. Exercise is table stakes. You have to be good. You have to understand anatomy. You have to like have to have to be all those things. Your ability to connect with people and then help them, coach them, mentor them, give them inspiration, push them when they need to, leave them space. That's yeah. the part that, that I when I did all my stuff it, uh, on training, it was all much more the anatomy and the exercises, the thing. Mm-hmm. No one taught me about the like. Oh, this is a human thing you've got going on here. That's yeah. what blew me. It's what I loved, but it's what I didn't. Arguably, didn't really get trained in, if, you, if I can say it that. Way. I don't know if you can really get training in that. I know. It's, yeah. I think it's just the human experience, and you just pick up on that. You're right, and I think that's also what separates different types of trainers. Yeah. There's the, I know some super technical trainers. They like knew anatomy, and they were so good with exercise, but they didn't connect with people. Yeah. And they just didn't do as well. Yeah. I knew other trainers that they weren't that great, but people loved them and they kept showing up. And, you know, I always joke, what's a, what's a good exercise? One that you do. That's a good exercise. Yeah, exactly. So if you're showing up and the trainer's, you know, within within parameters of safety and, and like and doing the right thing, mm-hmm. that kept the person coming back. They would get more results than the more technical trainer that couldn't have any, any retention. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, because you interviewed him, Pete Estabrooks. Yes. So... He's Pete's had, awesome. what a he's, guy. he's incredible. And what he doesn't know is that I've actually watched him for the last, oh, 15, 16 years. Oh, nice. Secret stalker. I love Secret it. Secret stalker. Not Fitness really. Fitness stalker. But <laughs> well, he puts himself, I'm sorry, I made it weird. Yeah. It's not necessary. So no, he, he used to work, um, do a class at Pro Bodies in Marta Loop. Yep. Back when I had just gotten married and I would go, I, I would go to this class, um, just before his class. But I would stand there and look at the people coming out of his class thinking they are so fit. And I'm telling you, he probably has those same people still coming to his class 15, 20 years later. And I was like, I wonder what his secret is. Like he, he has clients now that he's had for so many years. And if you go to his class, you'll know exactly what the secret is. He knows you by name. He, you know, sometimes he'll get your name wrong. Like, like just say, you know, Tyler, anyway, but he knows who you are. He knows every single person and you feel like there's this real sense of community in his class. And it's because that comes from Pete. He invited me because I've known him off and on when him and I used to be in Impact Magazine together back in the day, back in the fitness days. And uh, I've never been to one of his classes, but I've known him for a long time and been been a fan because to know Pete is to like him. He's awesome. His episode is great, like the twists and turns and listen to just his philosophy on life. And 60 isn't the new 40, it's the new 60. And what are you doing? (laughs) I I love it. It's just just Pete always just pushing it a little bit, but living it. You'll get someone and go, well, okay, I can't dispute you because you're living the thing. You're doing it. Exactly. We should go. We should go. Yes. And I, because I saw a picture on, uh, he, I think it was an Instagram story and he just, I don't know if it was a New Year's workout or something, but the room was packed with people. Oh, like I Like mean, it was almost ridiculous. Like every square inch had a person in it doing something dynamic. Yeah. They you, weren't doing bicep curls. They were doing fun stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go in and you're like, how does he do this? There are so many people here and he just, he just does it and he'll call you by name and he'll say, you follow, you know, Tyler, you follow Elaine, Elaine, you follow Karen, Karen, you follow John and he knows everyone. That's awesome. So sources yeah. of sources of inspiration for you, oh, obviously yeah. Pete has been one. That's so great. So to route to bring that back, yeah. what I'm saying is he builds. Um, he sees the person. He builds relationship. He builds a community, and I think that that's 
really that's what keeps people together. It's, that's where my business is thriving is like I started with I'm going to invest into my community. I'm, I'm just going to do what I can with what I have, where I'm at. And it's worked really well. And I think we've built up um, just this group that's super supportive. Uh, we, you know, the ladies can come because it's a small group. They can bring their stresses, the things they're excited about, the problems they have with their kids. And, you know, it's, it's like real a life. support. Mm, yes, yeah, it, you're really in the trenches with each other, That's which awesome. is really cool. How many different uh, people do you, how many people different do you work with? How many people do you get to positively affect on a weekly basis? On a weekly basis, there is, I think my roster's at about 25, 30 regulars okay. throughout the week. Yeah. So it's That's pretty awesome. good. And it's all small group. Back it's, in my day, mm-hmm. small group was just getting started, partner training, but it was usually one-on-one. Yep. And I love it because you can be so technical with somebody, but you don't get the same sense of community. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I do do the one-on-one. But okay, I you do think, both. Okay, yeah, so not, I do. not just small group. Mm-hmm. I do one-on-one, but um, my classes are all small group and um, I don't know, six to up to, tw- we can put 12 people, that's a little tight, six to 10 people at a time. And you, your workout space is in your house, right? It's yes. in your basement. You just yeah. ran out and kind of did a whole new era. Again, yeah. I follow you on social media, so yeah. I know. Um, it looks like a great environment. I, cause I'm a, I love functional. You've got kettlebells, you've got BOSUs, you've got TRXs. Like yeah. you've got all the toys in my opinion. Yeah. I do what I enjoy to do. You know, I, I mean, I like you to always move. be a little bit selfish as yeah. a trainer, but that's also, you're doing something you're most passionate about. So it becomes infectious. Yeah. It's what I know the best so I can teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would love to go to like a boxing class. I'm terrible at boxing. So it's something I want to hone in on someday for me just yep. to learn how to do, but I, I couldn't teach that. I don't know that. So what I do is something that I know and I teach and it works. And you know what, for the demographic, like I, most of my clients are between the ages of like, well, the youngest is like 24, 25 up until like six sixty in their sixties. And that's awesome. a lot of middle-aged people. So I find that the workouts we do are really effective for that age group specifically. Mm-hmm. So, which is about function, about living your life, yeah. being able to not lose the, th- not get old and not be able to do something. Oh, I can't yeah. do that because I'm 60. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that Pete's 60. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell him he can't do something and see how that would go. <laughs> Building the foundation for longevity and health into like the, your, your years, a lot of years. Yes, absolutely. It, it's not, it's time will pass. It's how you, it's how you manage that time. Exactly. So uh, what's the, what's the cost? Like if someone, I don't even, I'm so out of touch. Like, so, uh, so sometimes people is, and they're like, I said, oh, you should get a trainer. Like I can't afford it, Tyler, or it's, it's too expensive, or I just don't have that kind of, which I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, but I know small group really brings the, the barrier down. Yeah, it's great. You know what? There's a lot of really expensive classes around Calgary now. And sometimes I'm like, am I too inexpensive? But I really want to make it something that anyone could come to. You don't, because to get a personal trainer can be really expensive. It is, absolutely. And so to have the personal trainer experience in a group is kind of what my goal is. So I have three packages. If you want 10 classes, it works out to like $17.50 per class. Okay, so like even less than going to a yoga class. Yeah, if you want the 20 class pass, I think it's like 16 I love it because it was always about the volume discount in the yeah. fitness business. And yeah, then 30 fair. class passes works out to $15 a class, which is really what most people get. Anyway. Compared to $65 to $90 an hour for a, a trainer, like a yeah, one-on-one, exactly. or roughly, roughly yeah. speaking. Or, I mean, some classes now around Calgary, $25, $30 
per and class. Per that's class. that's that feel that's a bit pricey for a group yeah. environment. But again, it's all relevant. Again, everyone has overhead. Everyone has increased taxes. We won't get into yeah, the exactly. dynamics of our city right now. I, pr- I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, do most of the ladies that you work with do they also work out on their own, or is it like they do three times a week with you? How's it kind of depends unfold? on the pre- the people. I I do encourage that people do things outside of my class. So we when, as a fitness enthusiast, you would. Yeah. <laughs> so if you come to my class like three days a week, I formatted it so you will have a lower body, an upper body, and a full body. Um, you can pick and choose, of course, what you want with what's within your scale of your schedule and your your uh, budget. But um, I do encourage people that when they're not in my class, they still keep moving, and I'm always like sending workouts out to my clients Oh, nice. Well. You're just staying on them all the time. Yeah. Like I want them to succeed and I don't think I'm doing my job if I just think they always, I, of course I would love for them to always come to my class, but right. if I'm not teaching them how to, um, do it on their own, you know, the saying, teach a man yes. or, you know, fish, yes. you feed him for a day, teach yep. a man fish, you feed him for a lifetime. It's kind of like my philosophy. I want you to, to feel comfortable when you walk into the gym and I want you to know um, what to do with the equipment. I want you to be able to put a pro like a workout together on your own. So I want people to feel like they can do this with or without me. I'd like you to do it with me, but I want you to be able to, to do it with or without me. Yeah. Well, with that sense of community, there's some, but you want to be, I go on vacation, I go away, I travel. I don't want to be always, because if you're going to make it part of your lifestyle, you have to, there's a degree of empowerment. Like I'm not yeah. scared of going to the gym. I feel okay with it. Exactly. Is there any resources you would recommend? I'm certainly not steering anyone away, but like if anyone, and but you're also, you're down in South Calgary too, just because yes. I was probably thinking like, where's she located? How do I Yeah, in Evergreen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and do most of people live in that area or do they, tra- is there a real mix um, of people that travel? No, most people live in the area, but there are some people that do the drive. And yes. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. When, when we were down in the South Run Avenue, we had people drive in from Cochrane, from North Calgary. Yeah. Like People will definitely travel for a trainer, whereas I think the statistics on a gym is that 80% of your members will come within an eight-minute driving radius. Yeah. It's essentially the formula. Where personal training, that really kind of broke that. Yeah. They will, if there's a relationship and there's value, people will, it's, it's an appointment. You know, oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of power there. Well, so for someone who's maybe not able to join or is listening and they want to get going on their own, which can be very scary, do you have any resources or any online? Is there tools? or Where can people go to feel a little comfortable to get started? Oh, I feel like there's so many resources right now. Honestly, even if you... There's so many free workouts on Instagram. There's it's so, so different than it was so when yeah. I was in it, where like when Instagram was even a thing. Yeah, there's apps. There's uh, Beachbody uh, if you're into that kind of thing, or the the Kayla It Signs. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I'm not even sure of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a little bit out of the loop for sure. Cause oh, okay. Because I'm lucky enough that I know uh, I still <laughs> I still read, but I, uh, I I can I can direct my own workouts when I go. To the yeah. Gym. So you know I've definitely fallen out of loop, but I see so many people in the gym with their phones, they'll set it up in front of them and they'll do, you're seeing that more and more all the time, which yeah. I think is great because it's, it's not as good as a personal trainer. I have a bias, but it's certainly better than wandering around the gym, feeling overwhelmed and then not coming back. Oh, there's so many apps now that trainers have that you can sign up for and, you know, get a personal trainer on your phone. And if you're a self-motivated person, I think that really works well for some people. It's not as much the same sense of community or the, you know, sweating beside somebody is a very yeah. real bonding experience. Yeah, or getting pushed. I know even my, you know, diehard dedicated people that do work out on their own at home, they'll always say like, I just can't push myself quite the same. Yeah. So, you know, there's a benefit in having either a trainer or a class or something or, or take a friend that, you know, you can compete with. 
I, I think it's huge having that training partner that's going to push you a little yeah. bit. And yeah, sometimes exactly. it's your friend. Like I've been working out now. Actually, she's injured right now, but I've been working out with the same lady for 18 years. Wow. And we work out a couple times a week, uh, two to three times a week. She actually fell and injured and actually broke her neck. It's a <gasps> great, crazy story. Um, slipped and fell in the bathroom. Oh my like on word. water on the floor. It has like a halo on. And, but they said, like, and they didn't diagnose it right away. So she was moving around, going to the hospital with a broken neck. I didn't know. And they said basically like accidents happen, but because she was in such good shape and so physically strong that they said within, you know, it'll be three months of inconvenience, but she'll full recover and she'll be fine. And she's 60. Yeah. Early 60s. So it does pay off at all times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they said, because you're so healthy, this injury is going to be kind of, it's un, it's unfortunate and you're very fortunate, lucky, but it's going to be a non-event in the long term. Yeah. If you weren't in shape, they literally said she might have died. Isn't that, I mean, that's that, insane. That, like, that gets very real very fast. Yeah. And so, you know, who knows, who knows what all those workouts are, prepare, are preparing you for. Yeah, but the exactly. accountability of going to the gym and having that appointment and you get busy in business, you can fluff it off. But having an appointment and setting that appointment with somebody or even start with yourself, but having yeah. a workout partner or just a training accountability partner goes a long way. Oh, it's big. Little, little human tricks of like. Yeah. Yeah, make it about that other person. So if they stand them up, they're going to give you a hard time. You show up so much more. I know, I know, because you're not going to want to let your friend down. Absolutely not. So. Even if it's not like, well, yeah, but you know, appointment's an appointment. I take, yeah, exactly. appointment, I take appointments very seriously. Yeah, so I do that, too. That works for me. <laughs> um, any last words of advice for people like you're, you're, you're so inspiring. Like I love oh, what you do. I love how you. much you're following your passion. And like I said earlier, you know, you and I have known each other for quite a few years, but we've yeah. never sat down and really had a good chat. Yeah. So to hear the driving and the motivating factors behind just your, just passion for sports and athletics, but how you've channeled that into helping people. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's awesome. Like I can't, I can't compliment you enough on it. Thank you're you. just glowing when you talk about it. Thank you. So any lasting words of advice for people that are either into it and looking to push a little bit farther? Maybe they're, they're, they're already two weeks into January and they're getting discouraged. Anything you'd share? Yeah. You know what? I would just say that, um, change the story that you've told yourself. A lot of people listen to this. So I've always been like this. I, I'm just a thick boned person. I, you know, I just don't have time to get this into my day. Um, I could never be that fit. I just think you should change that dialogue. Start, you know, telling yourself a, a different story and, and then just start doing the small, small things um, and working towards you know, getting yourself into the place that you actually want. And, and don't allow your, uh, your excuses to be your friend anymore. I would say oh, that would be the biggest powerful. thing. Yeah. Oh, those, are, those are all deep. But like, they're so simple in concept, but then to do it. And yeah. like, if you tell yourself the story, if I'm the person who doesn't work out, then everything you do validates that. Exactly. But if a person who makes healthy choices would do that, it's so powerful. Yeah. That internal dialogue. It's, it's a real thing. And I tell yes. my, my clients, like, you are athletes. You need to eat like you're an athlete. You need to sleep like you're an athlete. And you need to think like you're an athlete. Like you're just not this person who works out. You're an athlete. So think like an athlete. That's all. Perception is absolutely everything. And then it's amazing how your world would then conspire to make whatever it is you're telling yourself true. Exactly. How would somebody, what's the best way to get a a hold of you? Uh, Well, I have a website, uh, joylightfitness.ca. And I'm also on Instagram, Lainey C. Campbell. I would definitely, your Instagram is great. I'm a big fan of your Instagram, so check that out. And it's Joy Life Fitness. Joy Life Fitness is the name of my business, yes. Excellent. And are you you accepting new clients? I have limited space, but I'm A little scarcity is always good in marketing. Yeah, but I'm always interested in seeing if you're a good fit. Absolutely. I'm always open to new people. 
I love having new people come through. So that's awesome. Well, I would, if we can I fit would, you in, I will make space. You say that with with with, with a hard conviction. Yeah, Lane. Thanks so much for telling your story, your words of your words of wisdom, and uh, just for sharing with us and today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. I want to let you in on a little secret. I absolutely love doing these podcasts. The learning, the people, the curiosity, the insights, the the wow factor of meeting people that I thought I knew and learning their deeper stories really proves the value of what happens when you take the time to be curious and actually care enough to ask. With that, I'm looking for your feedback. I'm looking for your input. I'm looking for what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, where you'd like to see it headed in terms of guests, in terms of questions, a little bit deeper, please feel free to share. We'd love to get your feedback. Visit us on iTunes, on Spotify. Give us your review. Give us your five stars if you feel so inclined, but more importantly, give us your feedback. Give us your input on what you want to hear on future shows, and we will absolutely incorporate it. Thank you again for listening, and have an awesome day.